Hello and welcome to Animal Tales Podcast, episode number 12. My name is Eric Keaton. We are here at SPCA Tampa Bay and Largo at our For All Shelter. That's where this podcast originates from. And we also like to talk about pet health topics in support of our SPCA Tampa Bay Veterinary Center down in St. Pete. So, like, subscribe. The reason we want you to do that is the more people that like and subscribe, it helps our For All Shelter and a little bit of that YouTube revenue comes on over and helps our pets here in Largo. Okay, so what is on the program today? Well, we have the third author to get in contact with us to talk about their next book and to talk about why they love animals. Remember, we had Kip Kolsch, who talked about his cats and his books as well. Natalie Simons was on talking about her great book. She's an ambassador with SBCA Tampa Bay. And then we had Moira Donahue reach out and say, hey, Eric, why don't you and your team come on out to my book signing on tapping feet and join us? She actually said, we may be the only people there, but it was standing room only down in Bay Vista in South St. Pete, where she talked about her upcoming book. And she also talked about this one, Can't Get Enough Dog Stuff, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Also about Clear the Shelters coming up for our organization at the end of August. It is August. It is Clear the Shelters Month, but our big day is Saturday, August 26th. But first, Let's talk to Moira about her new book, Tapping Feet, and then we'll get to Can't Get Enough Dog Stuff. Today is a little book launch for my book, Tapping Feet, um, and we're gonna have, I'm going to do a little reading about the book, uh, which came out on June 20th, and I'm going to also ask my fellow tap dance class members to do a little tap dance. So what was the inspiration or what said, hey, I need to write a book? I love tap dance. I've been tap dancing on and off since I was in college, um, and I've been trying for a long time, because I write children's books, to find a you know, way to put tap dancing into a book. And I just couldn't ever come up with anything. And then finally, I had um, a moment where I heard about a Broadway show that was sort of inspired by the beginning of tap dance. And it's fictional, but I started doing some research. And when I researched it, I was like, this is this is the story I need to tell. It's nonfiction. And, you know, that's what I, um, I, I, I write primarily. So there you go. And you've authored a number of books, also a lot of animal books. Please share some of those, including the one that you gave me. Okay, a lot of animal books. Um, I've done a lot of books for National Geographic and Scholastic about all different animals because I love animals, but my passion is dogs. And um, when I was asked to do Can't Get Enough Dog Stuff, last, it came out last spring in April um, for National Geographic. That was... I, I would have done it without them even paying me because it was so much fun to write. I co-wrote it with Stephanie Gibault up in Canada. We had the best time writing it. And, um, I, you know, there's just, there, there's not enough stuff you can say about dogs, really. <laughs> what is the theme of that book and who may want to read it? Okay, anyone who likes dogs has to read it. <laughs> and the, it's, um, it doesn't really have a theme. It's just a lot of information. There are articles, you know, sort of scientific-based articles. There are jokes. 
we, I confess they're not that funny, but I'm not really good at writing jokes, I've learned. Um, but there's lots and lots and lots of facts, lots of information about, you know, different breeds of dogs, and a lot of information about dogs that need homes. Oh, and that's definitely and that's, what we're interested in at SPCA yes, Tampa Bay. Yes. What other animals have you written books about besides oh, dogs? Tree frogs, sharks, um, beavers, um, kangaroo. Uh, what else have I done? Um, dogs and oh, um, dolphins. Uh, I can't think. I've done. I know I've done birds. Birds. Oh, in fact, I, I'm in the middle of doing one about dinosaurs. Oh wow! Go figure. Yeah. And of course, the birds and dinosaurs, the whole Jurassic Park thing, they kind of well, meld together. Well, yeah, birds and dinosaurs, kind of the same thing, actually, yeah. Who knew? So with your research on animals, what goes into that? How long does it take you to go from idea and working with your publisher to, say, finished product like today with Tapping Feet? Yeah, well, the research takes a few, takes me a couple of months because I'm slow and I'm, I like to learn everything. Get all, I actually read a couple of seminal texts to really get it, and, um, and then I start writing. I usually write, write it takes maybe a few months, get some critiques on it and everything. And, um, and then, um, you know, you send it in, there's illustrations or photographs, whatever. So that process takes about two years. This one took three. But we had COVID in there, and my mm-hmm. illustrators got sick and so on. So. I, I went on your website and also was curious about some of the other books besides animals and dance. Uh, you had books on there about Normandy. Constitution, yeah, Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah. Please share the, the inspiration behind well, writing those. Those were some books I was asked to do for the education market. But I'm also a lawyer, yeah. so you know I have a real interest in history, and the Constitution mm-hmm. was like my baby. That was really fun to write, and um, you know, so I, I like doing books that are historical. I have one about LBJ and the civil mm-hmm. rights movement and stuff, and some biography, a lot of biography. So yeah, that's kind of another other than animals. That's my other thing to write about. Well, our show, people like to tune in and talk yeah. animals. Okay. What favorite animals and pets have you had? Well, it right is, now or in the past? It is dogs for me. Yeah. It, it is dogs. Um, and I, right now I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, the most needy dog in the world. And she's like my all-time favorite dog. But, um, yeah, I've had a lot of different dogs. And a pug and an Irish setter. Have a food, and uh, and now I have a grand dog. My son has a rescue dog that's half beagle and half Australian shepherd. We definitely have a lot of this and that at SBCA Tampa Bay for a lot of our dogs, cats, and even our pocket pets. Moira, thanks for contacting us. We hope we keep that relationship going. I don't know, folks. You might want to leave some comments on YouTube or send me an email at ekeaton.spcatampabay.org. I think Moira is a great SPCA Tampa Bay ambassador. And the only thing I would change, Moira, is she's a Capitals fan. We need to get her to come over to the Tampa Bay Lightning because she is a big hockey fan. Check out her website. Check out some of her many books. But first, we're going to check out this one. Can't get enough dog stuff. Now, I'm not going to read it like she read Tapping Feet, uh, but I am going to flip through this because there is some great topics in here. Uh, I think Matt showed you the uh, first page where she surprised us with this book, and uh, she gave us a signed copy as well. Um, This has fun facts, awesome info, cool games, silly jokes, and more. And I think that's where we're going to start is the silly joke stuff because there are two types of jokes in this world. Dad jokes and dog jokes. You got a glimpse of this one during the the feature. Knock, knock. It's hound humor. Knock, knock. 
Come on, Matt, help me out. Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> Who's there? Hal. Hal who? How will you know if you don't open the door? See? These are the type of jokes. <laughs> Dad jokes or dog jokes. You can't get enough of them. Uh, there's plenty of them uh, in here. Let's flip uh, through Home Sweet Home uh, section now. This uh, part of the, the book has a great map of Earth. And it talks about where dogs are from. And the one that I picked out I thought was uh, fascinating because we happen to have a Great Dane here named Ziggy up for adoption. You can go to our website at sbcatampabay.org, and there you can meet Ziggy. I met him. He's an extra large dog, and I think he actually, as I'm standing, was up to about my chest, and he thought about jumping up, and then he said, well, wait a minute, this isn't going to work uh, because he would be able to put his paws on my shoulder. If you are an extra large dog person, you probably know this about Great Danes, uh, that where they bred is Germany, and their original purpose for being bred was hunting boar, and Great Danes, many people think they're Danish, but they're not. In 1876, they were named the National Dog of Germany, and Germans call them Deutsche Doge, which means German Mastiff. You can pop that in Google Translate, and uh, you can uh, find out all kinds of good stuff. Let's uh, check out Mutt Mayhem. You know, if you, if you check the calendar, Google or Safari or whatever, there's probably a national day every day for something. There's probably about 10 or 12 things. And I have to admit, we may have missed National Mutt Day on July 31st. I don't know. And I was on vacation at the time, so our staff probably had something up um, and checked out uh, one of our uh, dogs to be on National Mutt Day. That It's celebrated twice a year. Uh, July 31st and December 2nd. So uh, make sure you follow us on social media. The other one that I have here, and this, this is fascinating stuff uh, that uh, Moira and her team have come up with here at National Geographic for Kids. The adoptable dog is the official state dog of Georgia. What's the official state dog of Florida? I don't know. Pop it in the comments. Maybe we don't have one. I know there's birds and flowers uh, and, and so on, but, I mean, I would have thought it would have been Ugga. The, the Bulldog, the national, but I, I guess they can't play favorites uh, in the state, in the, the, the Peach State. All right, we move on. Uh, here's a stat that we uh, all would love right here is every year over 3 million dogs are adopted from rescue organizations and shelters. Lots of rescue groups make social media profiles for their dogs that need homes, which can increase adoptions by more than 66%. I know our team does a wonderful job with all of the social media, and you can go to our website. A lot of those great pictures are taken by our volunteers. And remember, 3 million dogs adopted every year. And since Clear the Shelters has been around, it started in 2015 with uh, the big promotion across the country. They're approaching a million uh, during that time of August. So August probably is the biggest adoption month for shelters and rescue organizations across uh, the country. Uh, we move on now, uh, moving through, talking about dogs uh, and their different sizes of ears, how service dogs, uh, more canine comedy. I won't put you through any more of the uh, dad or dog jokes. Uh, we will move to, boy, I, I skipped through a, a lot of stuff here. It's about a 100-page uh, book. Maybe if I just do this the old-fashioned way, we'll get to Ren 1010. Uh, Hounds of History. 
Uh, one famous movie character, I believe, I'm, I'm not dating myself here. Most people have heard of Lassie and of Rin Tin Tin. Rin Tin Tin was uh, obviously pay, played by a German shepherd, rescued as a puppy by an American serviceman, found him in France during World War I. And another World War I dog, Sergeant Stubby, was a bull terrier mix, supposedly warned soldiers of enemy gas attacks, uh, and they would go ahead and put on their protective mask. Uh, anybody that knows me, I was in uh, the military for six years, and there were a few times that we were around uh, not uh, lethal gas, but just, uh, I guess you could call it uh, training gas. Been nice to have the dog around <laughs> because there were a few seconds and minutes before and after where uh, the mask didn't get on in time. And uh, a lot of the, I guess you could call it the, it wasn't tear gas, but you did cry a lot. Made a mess. Could have used Sergeant Stubby uh, for us. Uh, let's go here. One portion of the book uh, that I like talks about Bow Wow Facts and the different colors of dogs for this one. Dogs uh, come in many colors. Uh, if you go to our website, you can see that some of our, our mixed breeds, um, you know, they're all shades, beautiful uh, coats of color that they've been blessed with. Very few breeds come in only one particular solid color. The Irish Setter is red, and the Weimaraner is gray. But I have to say, Weimaraners can also be blue, blue Weimaraners. So, a little added bonus here for this book. I know that because I've had two different types of Weimaraners. We currently have Roxy, who is gray, or sometimes they call him silver, and I had a blue Weimaraner named Buddy, and he crossed that rainbow bridge, oh, back in 2004. He was like Scooby-Doo. That dude loved possums. Not in the way our wildlife team likes the opossums. Last thing here is the power of panting. I'll switch over here to this camera, the power of panting. Um, remind everybody to, to go to our blog. Uh, there we have all the information uh, for hurricane pet preparedness, uh, for taking your dog out right now because it is hot, not just here in the Tampa Bay area in Florida, but all across the country. This really explains, uh, you know, how dogs... Uh, you know, they can't sweat. Uh, they're, they're different from us. Um, but you don't want to leave them in cars, folks. Come on now. I don't care if you have to go 10 minutes in the Home Depot and you're cracking the windows. That's still not, uh, that's not the, the right thing to do. Taking them for walks in the morning uh, is a lot better than uh, during the middle of the day. Their paws get hot. Um, make sure you take out some water. Uh, don't have them on your bicycle while you're riding uh, during the hot weather, and this just has uh, great information on how dogs lose a lot of their water from their bodies when they pant. They need access to cool, clean water to recharge. If you're going on a longer path, make sure you bring the water with you, or if it's uh, through Pinellas County uh, Parks and Rec, I know some of their services in the city also have water stations for dogs uh, along uh, the different trails. But um, again, more than 100 pages, uh, go to her website, uh, or go to National Geographic Kids. Can't get enough dog stuff. Uh, Moira, can't thank you enough uh, for inviting us out to talk about uh, tapping feet and uh, getting our own edition here of Can't Get Enough uh, Dog Stuff. Folks, we're on YouTube, and we're on all the audio uh, providers. Again, like and subscribe. We're going to take a break. These next commercials are going to be our lovely sponsors. When we come back, we're going to have barking news and talk about Clear the Shelters and other events. Every shelter pet deserves a second chance. 
and you're making it possible for thousands of them every day. Because every time you feed your pet hills, you help feed a shelter pet, which helps make them healthy and happy and more adoptable, changing their life forever so they can change yours. Science did that. Since 2015, Clear the Shelters has resulted in more than 860,000 pet adoptions nationwide. This year, SPCA Tampa Bay is celebrating pet companionship on Saturday, August 26th with our Clear the Shelters adoption event. Traditionally, adoption prices range from $30 to $200, but they will be waived on Saturday, August 26th. Help us spread the humanimality on August 26th. Learn more at spcatampabay.org slash clear the shelters. Welcome back to Animal Tales Podcast, episode number 12. My name is Eric Keaton. It's time now for Barking News. If it was breaking news, I'd be using this voice. But it's Barking News, and we're here to have fun. And when we talk about fun, it is Clear the Shelters Month, which SPCA Tampa Bay got started a little earlier with our pocket pet palooza. I mean, we have Barbie and Ken promoting our pocket pets. They have been at no adoption fee since late July, and that will end that promotion at the end of August. So think of it as clearing the shelter with our pocket pets. We got started a little early. Um, other events that coincide with our Clear the Shelters event is Friday, August 25th, the big Rays community event night. Thank you, Tampa Bay Rays, for inviting us out to the ball game to talk about clear the shelters and have a little bit of a camaraderie uh, before our big day. Uh, the Rays also gave us 130 tickets uh, for the ball game, the Yankees taking on the Rays. And the great thing is our team here at SBCA Tampa Bay, the volunteers, the board, and the staff purchased them all. So some of that money will go back to our animals, but it's going to be a great night. We're going to have a dog there for an adoption. It's going to be the first animal up for the Clear the Shelters. So more on that as we get closer. We don't know who that dog will be. Uh, we do have animals right now up for adoption. Remember, the pocket pets are no adoption fee. Cats and dogs right now still have that adoption fee. But don't wait. If you find one you like now, come on out to the shelter and go to our website check them out a little bit, and then come in and meet our counselors and our volunteers and our great staff, and they will help you match up with the animal uh, that you need. But if you happen to wait for Saturday, August 26th, the big day, we're opening early at 10 o'clock. We're going to close early by 5, and here are some tips for navigating Clear the Shelters with SPCA Tampa Bay. First of all, go to our website, spcatampabay.org slash clear the shelters. And then, things to remember, get here early. If we're opening at 10, 
There'll be people lined up at the front gate. You've seen some of our videos. I think last year about 100 people came through the front door, and we opened up about 15 minutes early that day. So if we're telling you 10 o'clock, it's a good chance we may open up at 945, but still get here early. People start lining up an hour, hour and a half ahead of time, especially if we have puppies available. I don't know if that's uh, going to happen. When you get here, let's say that you have another animal or uh, another dog, rather, and small kids in the family and you see another dog and you want to have that dog introduction to just to make sure everybody uh, it's, uh, gets along, let's just call it that way, um, we're only going to do one dog introduction. Uh, there's not going to be number two and number three if the first one doesn't work out. Let's go to number two. Um, that causes, um, it gets a little congested at that time because a lot of people do get here early when we open. Uh, they don't come in later in the day. I mean, there's some people that do because other uh, organizations are having their events and they might make the rounds uh, looking for that specific uh, dog or cat or pocket pet. But uh, only one dog introduction. And if you happen to come by yourself, it's just you and your pet. Please bring a friend with you. The way the dog introduction uh, works is it's best that you meet the dog first. So somebody has to hold your dog that you just brought from home. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to, it's not staying in the parking lot. Even with the windows cracked, remember what I talked about earlier, earlier that's a, that's a no-go. Um, so somebody's going to have to hold your dog. We're going to have a specific area where those dog introductions happen. Uh, we're going to have extra volunteers here. Uh, we're going to have extra staff here. But still, once you get the adoption and you're ready to go, there's still some paperwork. So be prepared to wait. Bring your cell phone. Remember when you used to go to Outback, free plug for them, and they would give you the little thing, say, here's your little beeper, and this will go off when your table's ready. Well, we're going to use your cell phone so we can get in contact with you and say, hey, look, come to uh, station number one or station two, and let's start processing your paperwork. There are licenses involved. Uh, there's information we want to share with you uh, to make sure that you're going to take your pet to uh, your vet. Hopefully you take them to our vet. They are open for appointments uh, down in St. Pete. Uh, and we'll put that information up on the screen where you can go to spcatampabay.org slash veterinary center to call and make an appointment. Other things to know about Clear the Shelter. Let's say that you want a pocket pet. The pocket pets don't go in your pockets. You have to have a carrier ready for them. Even if it's a homemade shoebox that has a cover on it and you're getting a guinea pig or a mouse uh, and has some holes in it, our team will approve that for you. If they don't like the way you made it, we do have carriers available, and they do have an extra cost. Uh, if you're getting a cat, cats don't go home on leashes. They don't go home in your arms like this. They have to go home in an approved carrier. Either bring one with you or we have that for you. Uh, remember, these pets usually range from $30 to $200, some of them up to $400. Uh, and thanks to our sponsors and Clear the Shelters, all adoption fees will be waived on August 26. I think I covered everything about things to remember because that's very important for the day of Clear the Shelters. One more bonus for you. On Clear the Shelters, we will be podcasting live, either out front, somewhere, uh, so we can celebrate everybody spreading the humanimality here with SPCA Tampa Bay. It's going to be uh, a great uh time. Last year, we had 77 adoptions. If you want to know what adoptions is like for our staff and for our volunteers and for when you take that dog home, 
watch one of our shorts on Hippo or go to our social media on Hippo. It really shares that story of a dog just getting here and then finding uh, their forever home. Some of these dogs have been here for days. Some of them have only been here. uh, Some of them have been here longer for months. So uh, we appreciate uh, everyone for Clear the Shelters and the adoptions leading up to that. And by the way, even though the adoptions are uh, no cost that day, if you feel the need to donate, you can click the button on our screen or go to our website and donate, or you can donate uh, during the point of sale. I think that's going to do it for this one. We're going to wrap up episode number 12. See, we really didn't have much funny stuff for this one, but you can watch some of the funny stuff in some of the other episodes when we bring in ALF and uh, things like Will Ferrell and all these cut-ins and stuff. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember to like and subscribe, and we'll see you on Clear the Shelters live on August 26th. Thank you.